Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard for a Monday show. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast. Um, Just real quick, June the 25th. That is the golf outing. I know that you're tired of me uh, talking about it, but I'm going to talk about it until June the 24th. Sounds, so get signed up. Sounds good. So um, kind of a light weekend in the area. We have the rain to thank for that in the most part because we had some some interesting matchups on Saturday that never happened. We had games on Friday that didn't happen. And but not because of the weather. Yeah, and there was no bad weather. <laughs> um, yeah, do you want the places I saw? Do you want to? want to go game. over the timeline of you uh, trying to figure out what the heck was going on on Friday? Because uh, it was quite the uh, rigmarole. Do, do you want to save it for later, or do you want to go through it now? Eh, do you think? I mean, we don't have a lot to talk about. If you want to save it for later, let, let, let's say let's save that for later, and then we can kind of. In a little more depth and a little more context, explain to people why there was a lot less on Friday and Saturday than what we had on our schedule. Because it's an issue that doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon. No, and and it's and it's a little disappointing. It's a lot disappointing when that's the reason we don't have games. So we've put a good tease out. Ooh, yeah, that's what they call in the biz. A tease. Yep, call that a tease. It looks a, it's a, it's a little better when you can't just skip ahead to the part where we talk about the tease because you don't know where it is. <laughs> When we're going to do it. <laughs> uh, I will tell you that in the next segment, we did have games played. Yes. So we'll talk about that. It's primarily baseball. Just a handful of softball games uh, that we know about got uh, played. Uh, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, 
Replace them with Anderson windows with low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Brady Fort Huron. Brady here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Garrett Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Garrett Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Garrett Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810-987-6400, extension 132. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. And uh, we'll start with uh, some uh, baseball action that did happen 
on yes. Friday, and uh, the one was at Comerica Park. Yes. Brady made his return visit to the uh, Brady Beaton Comerica Park broadcast booth. Apparently, yes. They, they have renamed it for you, right? No, not quite yet. Uh, it's getting there. Not quite yet. But um, Mooney ran into a buzzsaw. They didn't play their best game, but they, they were playing Dearborn Divine Child in the Catholic League semifinals. And a young man by the name of Owen Avery was absolutely electric for Dearborn Divine Child. Now, Mooney didn't help themselves in the first inning. Bottom of the first, this is how Divine Child scores their first two runs. First batter, Blake Lutsky's on the mound. He pitched really well. We'll get to that in a minute. First batter, strikeout. I don't know if it was a pass ball or a wild pitch. I couldn't tell if it tipped off the glove or it, it hit off something else, but it was a pass ball, and the leadoff hitter gets on. Second guy walks. Next guy, ground ball right back to the pitcher. Would have had a 1-6-3 double play, and he just threw it behind him. So Bodicker had to reach back and hit off his glove, went into center field. Then a strikeout, and then an RBI single for the first hit of the inning to get a um, to get the second run in, and then a second strikeout to end it after a fielder. And there was a fielder's choice in there as well. So it's two nothing, Divine Child on one hit. Lutsky was looking good, but no one could figure out Owen Avery. He just set him down. They would get one base run in an inning, it felt like. But that was about it. Divine Child would add another run when, who else but the pitcher, Owen Avery, put one 380 feet from home plate in the left center gap and tripled and then was singled in. And that's where it stood the rest of the game. Um, Mooney was shut out. And that's a really talented lineup. 14 strikeouts for Owen Avery. Just two walks. Uh, scattered five hits and in the win for Divine Child. But here's the thing. Mooney had five hits. Divine Child only had four. It was seven walks from Lutsky and a couple of bad errors that really hurt them. Now, even if Mooney plays a clean game, they still lose it one nothing. But they just couldn't figure out. And with the 1-1 count, I will tell you when a pitcher is feeling it and they are in a groove it is that much harder to get them out of it because what do they usually tell you when you're trying to figure out a pitcher well take a pitch take a pitch yeah you can't no because he was he was probably mid 80s and he was first pitch strikes i bet you to 75 percent plus of the batters and you take a pitch all right it's one two and he had really good breaking stuff so now you're one and two and you have to protect so you still have to go up there aggressive, and they couldn't. He was in a groove, and he cruised to the win. 3 nothing. Mooney eliminated in the Catholic League semifinals to a really good D- Divine Child team. That was a, It was a team that had a pitcher who's going to Grand Valley and going to do well there because he is a big Boy, I bet you he's 6'3", 6'4", at least what it looked like for him I was. And I was talking, there's a couple guys up in the press box were going, how did a bigger school not see his frame and his stuff? Maybe we just saw his best day and go, I can work with a 6'3 kid that throws 
R- right now, mid eighties, mid high eighties. But yeah, that's how um, Mooney was eliminated. Uh, Lutzky had two hits at the plate and walked. In fact, he was the only Cardinal that wasn't ever retired. But yeah, there you look up and down the lineup. I think everyone except for Avery Brohl and Blake Lutzky struck out at least once. You know, um, and we've talked about the one-one count, um, but here's where it really like just glares at you is when you look at Blake Lutzky's line and you see he walked seven and struck out nine. In a regular count, he throws 120 pitches, and he's out in the fourth. Inning. And he's out. Yeah, he's out in the fourth inning. In this game. He didn't even get to 90 pitches, he's did he? I think 81 pitches through six innings. Yeah. Which, again, it's not just that, oh, it takes two pitches for a strikeout. He had a four-pitch inning because you're swinging at the first pitch. So there's not you can't be as patient as a hitter, which, again, you can debate good, bad, evil, the best thing ever, what have you. But it, it does make a considerable difference because you can't go up and, like I said, take a pitch maybe the first time through just to get a feel but if you're throwing strikes as a pitcher they have to come up and swing right away this might be uh, another time for another segment but um nowadays it's in softball where i'd actually like to see the the count go one one when a batter gets up there um just simply because if we could get rid of walks from softball, I think it would really make a big difference in the game. I really do. There's enough hitting in that game uh, that that walks are killers. Um, and I don't know, maybe, maybe the four-foul rule, too. Because this year I've especially noticed you it. You just where, don't like long at-bats. Where, where every, but, I mean. You, you're, that's part of the game. Ah, I don't like it. Uh, you, and I don't have to like it. That's because you just don't like sitting at the same batter pitch after pitch. Get up! It's softball. Get up there and hit the ball. Anyway, everybody does it now. So I love those one pitch at bats where the ball ends up over the fence. Anyway, <laughs> now I'm just needling him, folks. So uh, big win for Marine City. Yes, yes. Uh, they take down Anchor Bay five to two in a impressive performance against a really hot Anchor Bay team who had just come off a sweep of St. Clair. Yeah, so again, the math doesn't add up until you think about it. Well, it's a non-league game. They just swept St. Clair. They're thinking about other business. They're not throwing their ace. Yeah, they're they, you know they're they're gonna probably give you a little bit different look, but still, still, they still um, had their big bats in the lineup. Yeah, and and for Marine City to be able to to shut it down, they get a good game from Jeff Heslop, uh, and. And for them to hit Anchor Bay pitching, I, I this is a good win for Marine City. It, it Maybe it's a throwaway game for Anchor Bay, but it's a good win for Marine City it's to go least, and get it. It's a confidence booster. Yeah. It's a big-time confidence booster because, well, they have the Matt Gold Tournament this week, and we know that they play the – so the 3-6 and the 4-5 play today in the gold. Marine City tomorrow will play the lowest remaining seed. So whoever that may be. Um, and then – Whenever they get to uh, the finals, I don't know what day the finals are, I presume. Well, I would think Thursday, but if you look on the MAC site, a MAC gold team has a game scheduled for Wednesday through Friday. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know when it would be. 
Unless they're not involved in the tournament and they're just making Everyone, up games. Everyone's involved in the tournament. All so, six teams are. Yeah. Are they not anticipating being involved in the tournament beyond today? I I don't know. <laughs> but that is a really nice win for Marine City. Zach Tetler, two hits, a run scored. Nolan Distelrath, three hits, this time two doubles, an RBI run scored. Cole O'Croy, two hits, Wyatt Walker, a double, and an RBI. Richmond just being Richmond, they beat up on Almont eleven to nothing. Eleven to one. Uh, oh, yeah, I got it. Okay, um, but uh, they clinch a share of the BWAC title at least, and as long as they beat Emily City once this week, they will be outright BWAC champs. And that's basically going to happen today. Kind of what we thought would happen. That Richmond, they got through the really tough part of the schedule early. They had a few bumps and bruises, but they came out good enough. And they have, since that point, have really just cruised. I think they had one close game with Cross-Lex, and a, maybe the first game with Almont was, I think it was only like 4 nothing, But they dominated, and yeah, I if Richmond isn't outright BWAC champs, that would be... The most surprising thing we've ever covered. Yeah. Uh, As of right now. Yeah. No, I, uh, there just can't be any way that it doesn't happen. You wouldn't think so. There, there just can't be any way that it doesn't happen. I, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. just, there just can't be a way that it doesn't happen. Uh, and, and uh, you know, uh, it really boils down to – the, the I don't think we ever really had doubts about Richmond, but whatever it was, it was due to Armada having such a good start. Right, because they had gotten the split. They were in the point where, hey, if Armada can keep winning, they would be in a good spot, and they tailed off near the end. North Branch was doing well. They, they, they finished strong, tailed off a little. Algonac, they drop the one to Croslex, and last Wednesday they drop a big one to North Branch. So, again, it was Richmond had went through the gauntlet yeah. early. I so s- they knew that Armada was going to have to play two tough teams. They knew Algonac was going to have to go through some tough teams, and they just couldn't get through unscathed. To me, though, if you, just, if you can go back and go hindsight, once Richmond took care of Algonac early in the season – that was kind of, to me, where they won the championship. I wonder what would have happened if that series was played a little later because Algonac had errors that got a hold of them. Not that Richmond didn't do their job. I mean, they shut them out for, I think, 12 innings in a series. So that obviously has a lot to do with it. But, Dennis, I've said all year long that you get a better feel of how two teams match up when it's sunny and 70 than when it's, 35 and rainy but uh i'll i'll go to my grave going uh, in 2022 richmond was the best team and algonac was the second best team in that league and then i think you could i'd, I'd say more if you like tiered it you have richmond at the top and they've proved that then algonac's probably the top of the next tier but north branch and armada are both fighting i we haven't seen north branch so that is a little it's a little different when you see a team with your own eyes. Yeah. Um, but North Branch has the pitching that they could get up there, and then Yale and Croslex are both kind of fighting to get up there as well. 
All right. Uh, Jackson Jones, three hits, a double, two RBIs, two runs scored. Ryan Nettles had a couple of hits, drove in a couple of runs, scored a couple of runs. Bryce Wesley had three hits, including a double, drove in two, scored a run. And Denny Saligan tripled, drove in two, and scored a run. Uh, the rest for uh, BWAC teams uh, were non-conference. Yale took two from Memphis. 8 nothing in uh, Game 1, led by uh, Ronnie Colhane with a hit and an RBI. Gage Druya with a hit and RBI, a run scored. But it was primarily Jeff Mason. He goes 6, 1 hit, no runs, 1 walk, 10K. That's a real solid performance from a guy who's probably considered your number 3. Yeah. Yep. That, so that's a that's a nice win for Yale, and then they do it again in Game Two of the doubleheader against Memphis, uh, four to one. Robert Harrison two hits, a run scored. Connor Jakubiak two hits, an RBI and a run scored. And Caden Kovach had two hits as well. So Yale sweeps Memphis. Nice Friday for them. North Branch sweeps Clio. Uh, Aiden. Let's go with Swish today. All right. Uh, he had three hits, a double, an RBI, three run scores. Landon. Let's go with Swish today. Four hits, two doubles, two RBIs, a walk, and two run scores. Brant Primu, a hit, three RBIs, a run score. Jaden Hutchinson had two a double, two RBIs. And Jordan McKnight had two hits, a walk, and two run scores in the 11-5 win over Clio in game one. They would come back and win game two, nine to three. Aiden. Let's go with Swish today. Two hits and, uh, and two runs scored. Brant Primu, two hits, two RBIs, a run scored. Jaden Hutchinson, two hits, two RBIs, and a run scored. Matt Duty, two hits, two RBIs, and a run scored. So a nice sweep for North Branch. Emily City had uh, two with Burton Bentley. Game one was 16-6 for Bentley. Uh, Tyler uh, Preeze had two hits, including a double, drove in three for the uh, Spartans. But the uh, the big news in this one, Brady, is we're finally celebrating an Emily City victory. They win game two, three to one behind Brandon Monville, who went four, a run on two hits, a walk, three strikeouts, and Aaron Everly had a couple of hits and uh, scored a run. And yes, I know it was an abbreviated game, probably because of darkness, but Imlay City got a W, baby. Yes, and that's just a sigh of relief because that Ofer in whatever sport kind of feels like a scarlet letter, and feel just it just feels good to get at least one. It just gets that monkey off your back. Yeah, I mean. Nobody wants to go through a winless season. Uh, and, and the other thing, Brady, like the scores early in the year were just so ugly. Right. They're getting better. So I hope that means there's improvement. Yes. Yes. You're not seeing the 18 to nothings like you did in April um, hardly at all now. 16 to 6, yeah, that got away from them. But we've seen a lot more lower scoring games. Uh, they played a competitive, competitive series, competitive yeah. series with Cross Lex. So they are improving down the stretch, and it's nice for them to get their first win. Uh, Algonac had, and Armada yeah. waited to play till Saturday. Yes, yes. Uh, do you want to get the softball scores from Friday real quick? We didn't have a lot. Yeah, um, Algonac beat Frazier ten to one. 
Um, it was eight nothing after the first. Inning. Yeah, and I was there briefly, and it was already three nothing, and they had the bases juiced. I just couldn't get anywhere near the field. Yeah, that was part. <laughs> that was part of the uh, the, the, the Stuckey's adventure. Yeah, on Friday. Uh, but uh, Bree Thomason doubled, had an RBI, walked, scored a run. Kennebaum Rito with a hit, two RBIs, couple of runs scored. Ella Stevenson had two hits. One was a homer, the other was a double, led to three RBIs. Uh, I guess they walked her the next time she came up and. Uh, she scored a run, and uh, Dee DeLang on the mound with another strong effort. Seven-inning pitch, four uh, hits only, no earned runs, and struck out six along the uh, the way, and she's kind of emerged now as the uh, number two behind Bomarito, but uh, for a lot of teams in this area, she'd probably be the ace. Yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that at all. She's shown a lot of really strong performances, and it's nice just to know that you have that option there that you have a second really good picture that if you need to win a game, you can trust the ball in her hands. Absolutely. Um, here are some crazy numbers. I I don't know. Uh, you love this when I, I told you that. I, I do love this. Cass City and Crosslex played a doubleheader. Cass City wins game one 15-5. Yep, in softball. All five Crosslex runs score on solo homers. <laughs> by so, five different people. So imagine I told you Croslex hit five home runs. You go, oh, they won. No, they got mercy. They got mercy. Yeah, that, that's the weird part. Shelby Oliver, Raina Johnson, Riley Robertson, Jaden Gumtow. How many has she hit this year? I was year? just going to ask you. She has to be 10 to 15. Uh, it feels like it. Uh, and Isabella Piscina all hit solo home runs in the loss for the uh, the pioneers uh, and uh, Sailor uh, Cuthbert had uh, two for Cassidy. She's uh, just a player that I like. I've seen her play softball and basketball the last two years. Um, yeah, you get those players that you get to see just because they're playing other local teams. Yeah, um, and just because her name is Sailor, so I always call her Sailor Moon. Uh, Cassidy won the second game 15-3. to uh, uh, Gumtow had uh, two hits and an RBI. Uh, Johnson had a double, an RBI, and a run scored. And Riley Robertson hit a triple in uh, that uh, game. So um, Croslex loses two to Cassidy on uh, Friday, but in game one, they belt five more home runs. Th- this is a team, folks, I described them last year as an old-style team offensively they had slap hitters they bunted they played small ball they ran the bases they had pretty good speed at the top of their their lineup um and this and year some of the same players this year it's the same it's the exact same lineup and they're bombing the ball they they're got, still struggling keeping teams off the scoreboard but, I mean, they gave up 30 runs but but you know they can hit with teams and have uh in several games uh this year so just uh, wow, uh, I, I I know Northern's playing them in a doubleheader, and I think it's up there. Or that was supposed. To, I don't know. They were supposed um, to play at some point. Yeah, and, and I and I told them, oh yeah, you'll you'll love it there because the ball really flies out of that place. It, it does. <laughs> it really does. All right, some baseball from uh, Saturday. We had a couple of doubleheaders. Uh, involving teams from the uh, BWAC, and Marysville was involved in one of them. They played uh, two with uh, Algonac. Yeah, they were able to wait out the rain because of their little clubhouse they had. And they're stronger people than I am. Yeah, I mean, they, they had a probably 30 kids in that, du- in that clubhouse between the two teams, but that 
that's the advantage of having it. Oh, it's, it's nice of them to let Marysville in. Yes. I, that's good sportsmanship because it's because a lot of places you wouldn't get that. Well, and it's not a huge clubhouse. Like it was, I wouldn't say it was cramped, but you weren't cozy in there. Um, but they wanted to play, and it rain it it monsooned for about forty five minutes, and hang out in there, get ready to play when it's over. Which yeah, it, that's a nice little uh that's a nice thing to have so you're not running to the uh car run into the school wherever because some of those fields are so damn far from the parking lot yeah uh at Algonac it's uh for baseball they're the closest thing to the school yeah you can hit it onto the school yeah um but uh again and that field is a little bit lower than the softball mm-hmm. so you're worried you know they call it the swamp for a reason folks um but Apparently, the, they got the field in good shape. I will give uh, the, the Algonac folks um, real credit on how they get involved and how they make those fields playable. Uh, they and played a lot. It seems like I would bet you that every Saturday since the season started to now, either softball or baseball has been played at Algonac. Yeah, and a lot of times you're going at the same time on a Saturday. There have been uh, plenty of tournaments have been at where games are going on on both fields. Last year they hosted both districts. Yeah. So And I know softball hosts, what, districts and regionals. Yes. So, anyway, the actual games. Algonac <laughs> beat Marysville 6-5 to five, um, for the Muskrats. Matt Meldrum, a hit, an RBI, a walk, a run scored. Owen Jacobs, a hit, an RBI, a walk. Seth Lonergan had a hit and an RBI. For Marysville, Cole Bowman, a double and two RBIs. He's a bat that's... Heated up yep. the last couple weeks. Owen Vagy, a hit, an RBI, a run scored. Zach Winston, two hits. And Jake Patterson, three hits, including two doubles and a run scored. You know, it, you, you, you would have, should have, could have. But as, as the weather gets better, the hitting often gets better. But if you get Bowman and Patterson and Winston, if Winston's in the lineup a little sooner for the Vikings, maybe they win a few more games. Again, we looked at their record. They're 3-18 and 18 overall. Dennis, I think if they play the season 50 times, this is the worst-case scenario. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, they're, they're a team. Not that they would have. I think they would have won the Mac Blue, but no, they, but, but they win four or five games in conference easily. Yeah, yeah you, you feel like they're better than their record. Because you go to uh, – oh, by the way, uh, we'll just let's talk about game two real quick. Not a whole lot. Algonac wins again 6-2. to two. Andrew Thomason, a double, two RBIs. Jack Cody uh, hit an RBI run score. Trenton Vagy had two hits for Marysville. Um, so Algonac gets the sweep. They're a really good team. Uh, we've talked about them a lot. They have a lot of nice pieces. Look out for them come district time. But Marysville, yeah. You, you, when you look, we've seen bad baseball teams, Dennis. We've done games, and you look at a team and you go, oh, they're lucky if they can push a run across. And you're, you're hoping they get a hit bat or a pass ball and an error to score a run. That's not Mary's. The bats, no, the bats are their weakness. They can't put it all together at once. But they have the pitching to be much better than their record shows. That's why if I'm Armada, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't want to face anyone in that district, but I don't love the fact that I'm playing Marysville in the pre-district 
because they're a scary team, and I don't want my kids looking at the record and going, oh, they're 3-18. and 18. Okay, we're playing on Saturday. Well, yeah, and don't don't be fooled and hold back a good arm. Right. Because you you might not win with you your second best out a, there. You might a pitcher's duel. Yep. Because, yeah, it's... It's a shame, but hey, that's why it's not a math test. It's why they actually play the games, and there is something to be said for teams who find a way to win. All right, just uh, two other scores. Uh, Bad Axe swept uh, two from Armada, two one-run games, four to three in game one. Josh uh, Genuine had a couple of hits, an RBI, and a run scored. Eric Rogers with two hits, and Hunter uh, Filber had uh, two hits, including a double and an RBI for the Tigers, and they dropped game two, one to nothing, despite getting a gem from Cole Mahaffey. Seven innings pitch, two hits, didn't allow an earned run, Walked two and struck out nine, but couldn't get any support. Bad Axe, really good team. Uh, his team ranked in the state and drop a couple of one-run decisions. But real quick, folks, just a little behind-the-scenes story. So we're looking up all the scores that we can find for um, our, our the, the scoreboard page. And Armada, I, I guess, had a game scheduled, but they didn't know who it was going to be against. So on their game changer, it was just listed as TBD. And I looked, and I go, oh, they at least put names in. And Dennis goes, just throw a name out there. I'll be able to – let's see if I can figure it out. And I go, okay, Volmarine. And he's like, I think I know that. I'm like, no, you don't. Minehold, McAlpine. And he's like, this is a team we know. I'm like, Dennis, I've never heard of any of these names before. We did a little bit of uh, investigative journalism, and <laughs> we got it to uh, – Volmarines that had played at other thumb schools, and then we were able to find that Bad Axe played Armada, and the fact that you were able to pull that out because I had no idea. Because yeah, you you remembered the Volmarine name from Ubley, yeah, and there was because, one at Harbor Beach yes, that you found, yes, and the because you're the only one that's actually done an Ubley game between us, and the fact that you were able to remember that was out of nowhere because otherwise the website would say. Armada lost to somebody four to three and one to nothing. We have a game somewhere on the the score page where it, it just has the team and there's a question mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forget which one it is. But Who was that? It was it from was a, like a Algan- week or two ago. Algonac beat someone in baseball. This was on May seventh, eight to one. I, don't, I still don't know who they beat. Still don't know who they, they won, beat. They, but won they won the game. They won the game. <laughs> so anyway, that's it for the scores. Um, but we had a couple of scores missing. Marysville did not play Port Huron, and we've had other and they Port Huron did not play Yale because of umpire shortages, and we want to talk about that yep. because you, I actually was going to ask you to talk about it, and then you came in and asked me a question before I even said anything to you today. Yeah, um, just uh, just out of curiosity, I, I wanted to know. Um, well, well, we'll get into it, uh, and we'll tell you about uh, about my Friday, my travels on Friday, because I went to a lot of places to try and find a game and uh, didn't have much luck. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. 
open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall e. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. 
At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, so uh, our our Friday afternoon began with, uh, I got a phone call from Brady about an hour before I was going to leave the house to go to my scheduled game, doubleheader, PH, Marysville. My game was at Comerica Park. It started at 2 o'clock, and Catholic League games go by quicker than fast softball games. So I'm walking out of Comerica at like 3.45. I actually think I texted you during a break to tell you that um, your game was canceled. Your doubleheader was canceled. Yeah. Uh, So I'm like, okay, now what do I want to do? So I went and uh, and looked for something, anything, and I saw Anchor Bay at Marysville Softball. Easy fix. Yeah, like, okay, cool. I have to drive another two miles. So get in the car, drive over to Marysville. Lots of cars in the parking lot. I even see the baseball team working out at the batting cages and, and stuff uh, taken into practice since they didn't have a game. But I see people on the softball diamond. And I see a team in red warming up on the JV field. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, uh, we're, we're good to go here. Um, but something in my gut told me, don't bring the gear out just yet. Walk over, see Coach Ratchy, and, and make sure that something's going on. If you don't know, it's uh, usually if we don't have a booth, you, we bring a table, uh, a backpack, extension cords. It's not terrible, but if you don't have to take it, it's I don't nice. want to. Yes, yeah. you, it's it's a little cumbersome. Yeah, you, you got a, a folding table, a folding chair, plus the the gear. That's basically uh, well. You, if you've seen us out there, you, you you know what we're doing, and then you carry an extension cord with you because most places you need an extension cord. Even if you're inside, in a lot of places you need an <laughs> extension cord. Um, so I get out there and, uh, Anna Oles is standing next to the fence where I would set up and I just, yeah. Anna, you guys playing today? And she's like, nope, we're just practicing. And I said, I thought you're playing Anchor Bay. Anchor Bay called there and we canceled the game. Hmm. No umpires. So that's now two day, two games that have been canceled due to lack of umpires. Well, three, because at the same time, PH canceled with Marysville, they canceled with Yale because they couldn't get umpires. Yeah, so no game Friday, no doubleheaders Friday or Saturday, which I was going to be at both of those doubleheaders. So then I'm like, okay, Elginax playing Frazier. Looked at my watch. If it's a 430 game, I can make it. Right. 
I was maybe 10 minutes out of Algonac when Brady gives me the information. Game Changer says they're starting now. Yeah. So it was apparently a 4 o'clock game because it was like 3.56 when you sent me that. Right. And But I kept going. I get to Algonac. I don't know what else besides the softball game was going on at Algonac, but I have never seen so many cars parked there in my life. There's no place to park. And that Softball includes, game's going you've, on. You've been there for four team tournaments. Yeah. Um, never had a problem getting parking. But now, for a normal game, I don't show up, you know, 15 minutes before what I think opening pitch is yeah. supposed to be. But this was extenuating circumstances. So they're already playing. Algonac's up to bat in the bottom of the first. It's already 3 nothing. Looked like they had the bases loaded. Don't know. Really couldn't get close. Close enough on my drive-by. I ended up going down a road into a forest before I could finally find a place to turn around, and then I nearly had a traffic jam with other people who had followed me in, thinking, thinking that there was a- parking, <laughs> um, and, and there wasn't. And so, yeah, but by all the time, I'm like, nope. And, yeah, by that time, Anchor Bay Marine City had started. Yeah. Because you were – Close enough at that point, but the game had already been going yeah, on. They, they, they had already been, been playing then, their ball game. And then I thought, well, PH softball's supposed to be playing under the lights at 6-8 and eight against New Lothrop. When I drove by the, the stadium, I didn't see anybody. And we still don't know if that game And I still happened. don't know if those games ever happened. So I tried really hard on Friday to find games. I think I, I Saturday I didn't try so hard because when my alarm went off, a thunderstorm started almost simultaneously, and I'm like, all right, well, even if there are games, there aren't now. Yes, and the ones that were were Algonac and Marysville that waited probably an extra hour and a half inside. And I'm not so sure they would have let me in the clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> so that was your no good, very bad Friday. However, it brings up the bigger issue of games being canceled due to lack of officials. Now, selfishly, this has affected us in all sports, but in football, it's helped us. We've had games get moved to Thursday or to Saturday, so it allows us to cover more. We like that. If you ever get enough officials, keep doing that. Yeah, we, we increased football by 15 games last season, and, and yes, the three extra weeks helped. That's only six games. That's only, yeah, that's only six games, but, but because teams had to play, well, they, they don't have enough refs for everybody to play Friday, so we're going to play Thursday. All right, we're going to jump on that game and, and add that game to our schedule. We're going to play on Saturday. We're going to jump B- on that game, example. add that game to our schedule. Jackson, Parma, Western, Richmond. Yep. That was never a game we thought we'd do, but we find out it's Thursday. Got nothing else to do. Let's drive to Jackson. So we did that game on Thursday. I think uh, Tower played St. Clair on a, on a Saturday, Saturday yep. which I think that was more because of homecoming than anything else. But, um, yeah, that allowed us to do that. So in in um, football, it's helped. You got to see Algonac Elma. We didn't do the game because we to, found out about it like an hour before it started. But I'm like, I'm going to go run over there and watch it. Yeah, you got to go see it. Um, basketball, it, I don't remember it affecting us that much. No, and, and in basketball, like if they only use two officials instead of three, it's really not that noticeable a thing. If you have good officials, no. 
Um, I'm sure the coaches are listening to this yelling at you going, yes, we know, we know, we know. To the a neutral party, it, I there was maybe, well, at the beginning of the year, I think I talked about it, there were some bad officiated <laughs> games. But in baseball and softball, this is the first time we've seen games get canceled and outright not played due to lack of officials. And... It's kind. It's a. I've had a ton of games with just one umpire this year. I think I two. We had two of the Northern Marysville games with just one. There was a week where I think I had one game that had multiple umpires. Now, uh, okay. Uh, I'm just going to ask you right now. Do you want to dive headfirst into this? Or do you want to take the final break before we really jump into this? Not to give awkward pacing, but <laughs> if we go into this, I think we're going to be talking for about 20, 30 minutes. Okay. Well, well, we'll we'll take a break then, and uh, and we'll we'll kind of talk about this. But I I asked Brady, we'll talk about this. I asked Brady because I said if we weren't doing get stuck on sports, I would umpire and I would ref bass. I wouldn't do football, uh, but I would ref basketball and I would umpire baseball and softball. I'd I'd get out there and, and get involved because. Number one, I think it's decent money. I, I mean, I don't know exactly what they're being paid right 50 now. To Sixty a game, but, I believe, uh, and I think it varies by leagues too. But my my brother Steve made a whole second income officiating for forty years. Right. Um, so and, well, we'll we'll talk yeah. about that before so. before we ramble on, and then we're an hour and some in, and we still have <laughs> another segment to kill. Okay. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. 
Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810-987-6400, extension 132. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly Tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Mary's or Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports podcast on a uh, Monday, and we're talking about uh, officiating or the lack thereof. And right. this is not being critical of officials. No, no, it's actually it's just kind that of the we've opposite. got a shortage of them. We do, and that's this is the first time that it's affected the games actually being played. Like, this is the first time we've started to see widespread cancellations 
And I have a feeling it's going to get worse before it gets better. But you said before the break, you asked me if I would officiate games. And I actually, um, in 2020, before COVID, was considering doing that to make a little extra money and, you know, have something to do. But obviously COVID happened, then this happened, and then I was never able to. But I will still... I still sometimes umpire in the summer for travel league tournaments, and you uh, used to officiate a lot of basketball and rec leagues when uh, you were younger. That's how I made my money when I, when I was actually in high school. I didn't play basketball at my high school. I um, My dad was the head for Sterling Heights officials for the rec leagues, and I used to go out and from like beginners, like I'd do kids that were like six years old and up, all the way up to the men's recreational leagues, you know, guys in their 30s and 40s playing basketball. And I go all over the place, all over Sterling Heights to the little schools and gymnasiums. Uh, and I made good money back then doing it. Which you, you still can, but I guess also the first problem everyone um, points to with officiating is the parents. Coaches can be bad, but most of the time – the complaints fall on the fans and the parents and who, whoever. Now, I asked you, have you seen any really bad um, fans this year, primarily in baseball and softball? I haven't had any real issues in baseball and softball. Um, I did have a fan removed from a basketball game this I year. I had two. One was a student. And I thought the student, I guess he said the magic words because it wasn't much. The one fan I did see was bad, and it was one of the more awkward moments broadcasting because they stopped the whole game, and the fan wouldn't leave. And it's like, and like I could hear what they were saying, and it's like, yeah, you need to leave because they did one of those, no, I'm not leaving. It's like, okay, then we're not playing the game. And then I think the athletic director at the school I was at told her calmly, if you don't leave, well, then law enforcement's showing up. And then they left. Yeah. So, <laughs> but no, baseball and softball, I haven't heard any really bad fans. Granted, sometimes we're not intimate with the fans. Like sometimes we're up in a booth, sometimes we're in the outfield. We're a ways away. Now, that doesn't mean you won't hear a little squawking, but that's that's normal. Any official, any official worth their paycheck can take the normal. Yeah. Uh, on a close call, fifty percent of the crowd's going to be mad. At you. You're going to get pitches where they ooh and ah, or you know where somebody's going to say, "Oh, that was a good pitch," and and they'll they'll do it that way. They won't say, "Oh, ump, you're yeah, you're you know you're nuts." Yeah. They'll go to Oh, that was a good pitch, so-and-so. Yeah. Keep hey, it there. Keep it there. Hey, Dennis, good take on a pitch that was a called strike. Yeah. That's one way to do it. And, again, I can't – there wasn't a fan or an instance in baseball or softball that popped out. There have been a couple bad umpires. And, again, I'm not close enough. Sometimes if you're right behind the backstop or right next to a bench, you don't have to be too loud to really get on an umpire. Um, basketball, I would say, was a little worse, but maybe it's just because I heard more. And it's a more intimate setting, and there are more calls that are made yeah. that are 
more 50-50. For, for the most part, I am going to say that I saw a lot of good officiating. There was a certain crew yep. that mm-hmm. when you walked into the gym and you said, oh, these guys are working tonight, Yeah, this is going to be a long night. Yes. Yep. You. This is going to be a long night and nobody's going to be happy. Yes. <laughs> um, but what would you say about 80 to 90% of the games are officiated well enough that you don't leave going, what was that? Yep. Actually, uh, my one incident in basketball, the gentleman left right away. Mm-hmm. Like the, the official came over, said, you're done, get out of here. And the guy said his piece, walking out the door. And it was almost like a manager wanting to get yeah, tossed. Yeah, did, did, didn't give. Um, and then uh, the, the other one was actually in a regional game, and the, the fans were really squawking just at one official. There were three there, but they were only squawking at, at one guy. And he stopped the game once or twice. He didn't throw anybody out, but he stopped the game once or twice and threatened to throw people out. Um, but at, at that point, I thought it was an overreaction on his part. Right. Because some of the things he was doing, uh, and, and it was in a small gym. It was yes. up in Peck. It was a very small gym. He had nowhere to run and hide. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if that turns south on him, he's got nowhere to run and hide. Um, but other than that, it's been pretty good. You, you know where it was really good? Where normally I, I get an incident? Hockey. The, yeah. the, the The fans were really good at hockey this year. I was very proud of that because I'm a big hockey guy. Yes. And it's very hockey rare. can be. It's very rare like, that a, a guy can do a good job in hockey and get railed by parents. And you just go on YouTube and type in hockey parents, and you'll see videos. There's the one that I love. It's just like a six-second clip where the guy punches through the glass to yell at the official. <laughs> um, but uh, It's not funny, but it's funny. It's funny in hindsight. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been tough, and... But your point being is that the abuse is one reason we can't get people to get into officiating. And and here's the thing. 95% of parents can be good or or, or understand how to, to, you know, voice their displeasure because that is part of the job to an extent without being. But when you see the 5% that go nuclear and just lose their mind – it's it's bad. It's really bad. And now you're seeing stories about umpires being followed to their cars and things like that. And it doesn't matter if it happens here. If you're someone that goes, oh, maybe I'll get an umpire, and you see a story that somewhere in Nebraska or in Maryland or in Idaho that this happened, you go, screw this. I'm not going to risk that. I, I don't need one crazy parent to do that. Because there was actually, um, like I said, I do, I'll do. i do summer ball. And I'm doing like, I think the biggest I've done is I've done a 14U game. Usually I'm 10U and below. Yeah. Um, cause I, I'm the, Which if anybody squawks, I don't get it. Oh, they, I did one day. I was four games on a 9 or 10U. I can't remember which one. But. That age to where you care more about what cartoons coming on when you get home than the game. That in that one day, I did four games. My partner didn't show up. 
so I'm solo. And the these two rival teams that the coaches were talking to me and they were talking about how this one team stole our pitcher and they got all these players from another tournament team that's not in this tournament. They had the weekend off, so they grabbed so <laughs> You would have, Dennis, I have seen St. Clair Marine City games with less vitriol than this <laughs> travel game. I have seen just high school rivalry games not have this much animosity towards each other. And it was my fourth game of the day. It's 90 degrees outside. And there, of course, of course, it's the game where I get five bang-bang calls, five close calls. And it was to the point where after the game, the tournament director had to come out onto the field, and I just turned and left. And I went into wherever they had a little spot for us to sit. And I, I left my like umpire bag out there. I'm like, dude, you can go get it. I'm not going back out there right now because those people are insane. <laughs> and I'm glad that we haven't really seen that. And for the most part, I'd say, I mean, basketball, we get some emotional coaches. But it's part of the game. And they don't have – it's just – yeah, like we joke, Mike McAndrews gets teched, but he understands that sometimes he does it for a purpose. He's never like threatening with it. He's no, just, uh, most of the coaches in our area animated. who who are getting techs are are doing it to wake up their own teams. Or if you're Eric Shunk, you get it sitting down and you get tossed. Yeah, that that, that was that was absolutely the dumbest thing that that I've seen in a long time, and, and I completely backed Coach Shunk at the time, and I continue. That that was an overreaction by an official, but you don't know what kind of a day he was having. Right, we're all humans. We don't know what happened before he walked into that gym at his real job or in his life. So he might have come in in a bad mood, and he wasn't going to take it from anybody. Right. So that happens. We're humans. Yes, you've told me stories about when you would referee games and you would just throw tees out like they were candy because. You didn't want to be there. Well, you know, you know, at that time, I was a teenager, and you you go into a men's league where you you know you got guys twice your age who think they got robbed of an NBA career, mm-hmm. even though they, they didn't even play at their high JV. schools. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, and you know they would they would start, and I unfortunately I felt like to survive, I had to remind them quickly in games. Who's in charge here? You know that I, I'm going to call the game, and you're going to play the game, and we're not going to have conversations. Right. Um, the other part of this is okay. How do you do? You get new officials now. Obviously, money talks. the The simple and easy solution to go is well, just pay them more. Fair enough, because for some of the abuse you take and. And honestly, when you're doing a big-time district game, like I'll use an example or a regional, the Millington-Richmond um, game, that game required high-level officiating, and I don't remember having an issue with it. Thought they did a good job. Um, that, yeah, you kind of – you might – I don't know if they get paid more for the postseason or not. They should because some of those games are really important and really high pressure. So I think it's – it can't be more than sixty some dollars a game, so you want to up it to what seventy five? 
that that seems fair. I, I I can live with that. I mean, I don't know what schools are saying. Like, oh, we can't yeah. pay already. <laughs> right. I don't know. Again, that's the the simple. Well, we'll like that's the we'll just print more money. <laughs> yeah. That's what it. So that's one. But as long as it's somebody is, else's, it's easy for us to say that. But they. And again, this is another easy solution for me who doesn't have to do any of this. And they might do it already. I don't think they do. You kind of need to go out and recruit officials. You need to get young people because, again, the average age of officials is older because they have more time. They don't have kids playing sports. So it makes sense. But go get some young officials. If I was the MHSAA and I was trying to get young officials, you know where I would be? Every single sports season at JUCOs, at colleges, telling them, hey, go to SC4. Hey, hey, if you're not going to play baseball past this, you're gonna, just going to go to school. Oh, you're going to Northwood. Why don't you come umpire high school games up there and make some, some spare money for you in college? You get to basically make your own schedule. Say, oh, I'm not available here whenever. And you get to stay involved in the game and make extra money. Go to Wayne State, go to Northwood, go to Saginaw Valley, go to all these schools and say, when you're done, when you're trying to find your job or whatever, why don't you come do this? Or this is something that happened with us. Go to the football team at these schools and say, hey, when you're in the offseason in basketball or for baseball, if you played in high school, why don't you come umpire? I had a kid on my team that refereed basketball to make extra money and it's at night, so it didn't affect classes. It didn't affect uh, the football schedule. That's what I would be doing to try to recruit new young talent is go get people already in the game who understand the game and try to just say, hey, it's easy. You get a few extra bucks. And if you get one person from every three schools you visit and you visit however many schools are in Michigan – you have an extra 20 to 40 umpires, and that's if you don't get – say, hey, you you two can both work. You'll be a crew. Yeah. You'll work uh, together. You, you look at what a lot of the good high school programs do in our area, uh, like especially in, in football where the on Saturdays the players are coaching taffle teams. Right. It really has an effect. All the way up the ladder, because later on, those kids remember that they were coached by so-and-so of the Mariners, and right. they want to be Mariners, you know, and it just, it it promotes good things, and, and I, and, and you're right, if, if you're, if you're an athlete, but you're not going to go on to the next level, why not do the next best thing, stay involved in the sport and become an official? Yeah, and get paid to do it. Yeah. And I just... It, Again, it's easy for us to sit here. It's easy to be the idea guy. Yeah. And go, well, just do this. Yeah, when, when that's that's as far as it goes. We, we get to hit stop on the recording and uh, and go home today and not have to worry about who our officials are going to be or if they're going to show up. Right. But even if you can't, obviously, it's going to be tough to drive to all the schools. But give the, the, the SIDs a call, the sports information directors at school. Say, hey – they're looking for looking for umpires. Do you know? Uh, send this out to your team. Or call the coaches. Send them an email. Say, hey, you're looking for a summer job. Do this because you can make decent money. And if you get to like, if I got to go umpire baseball games and work with my teammates, yeah, that would have been a lot very attractive. That's how I ended up working at Comerica Park. Is they just 
asked our football team, who wants to come work security at Comerica? We had about 12 kids do it. It's just, I, again, that's just one solution because you need to find a way to – retaining is one thing, but you need to find a way to replenish it. And I Yeah, it, and I'm not trying to chase out the guys who have been doing it for years and who keep coming back. I love it. There's a but, lot of guys. But we do need more officials, and the best way to do it is to get young people involved so that they're – the guys and gals that stay on for 20, 30 years officiating. And you're starting to see, I've seen a few younger guys doing it, guys and girls officiate. But And if you want to take it in the next step, I think I saw in the fall for football, if you are 16, you can officiate like freshman and JV football. And I've got no problem with that as uh, as long as they're taking it serious, right? And they want to do a good job, and and you know they're 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 learning the game and they're doing it right. Why would you be against that? Right. The only problem is everyone that. Why probably, wouldn't you encourage that? The ones that would want to do that are probably the ones playing. <laughs> so that's where. But tell them, hey, when you graduate, you go to community college, you go to wherever, you go to a trade school. Make a little extra money at night. You don't want to work for a week? Just tell them you can't work that week. That's the beauty of it. It's very non-committal. Bought my first car by refereeing. There you go. So That's a true story. There we are solving the world's problems. But when we miss two Marysville-Port Huron games, that's kind of the... Well, when I go to two different places... 10 minutes apart from each other and i'm told we're not playing today because we don't have officials right and uh, a saturday doubleheader because we don't have officials yeah like then you're you kind of scratch your head and go oh yeah this really is a problem they're not just making that up and it it's sad that it has to get to this point because you know they're probably trying to say how do we fix this so that next year and the year after that it's not getting worse because it's not, it's not, you're not going to snap your fingers and find 100 new officials across the state. No, and you know what? If they go away, sports goes away. That's, they, they are a necessity, more so than broadcasters, more so than parents at games. Officials can't have a game without them. Right. So, anyways, I guess that I'll step down from my soapbox. <laughs> Oh, all right. Real quick, you want to let everyone know where we are this week? Um, I've got a doubleheader today in Richmond for softball. Finally, Elmont and Richmond are going to uh, to play. It boils down to this: Elmont needs to sweep. Um, if Richmond sweeps, that uh, I believe would leave them no worse than a tie. If Richmond sweeps, they'll get no, to eleven wins. If so, that's let, no worse let, than a tie. Hold on, let me double check. They need to win three games this week to be the outright champions of the league. Right now, assuming yeah, Algonac isn't going to lose, game, they have a two-game lead on Algonac. So for them to not get a share of the title, they would have to lose three of their next four. So Richmond plays Almont uh, today, and then tomorrow Algonac plays at Armada, and I'm going to cover both of those series. Maybe by tomorrow, the Algonac Armada series won't mean a whole lot, but. It might mean a whole lot because at the same time, Richmond uh, is is or isn't playing that. Uh, no, they they play Emily City on Emily City Tuesday, on Tuesday. Yes. Yeah, 
They play em- just, so they play yeah, Alma today, is. MLA City Tuesday. So by Wednesday show, we know we know who the BWAC champ is in softball. Champ or champs or champs, yeah. And well, yeah, because if Almont sweeps Richmond, that gives an opportunity for a three-way tie. Now, um, less important is what you're doing. Uh, to, no, today is the important one. No, t- tomorrow's the the rescheduled game. Okay. Yeah. So today I have Port here. Well, I have Port here on La- Northern and Lance Cruz back-to-back days. Today in softball. Tomorrow the restarted game in baseball. So this will be the second game I've done this calendar year where it's. Picked up midway through. Yeah, I did had a basketball Claire, game. South Lake that started in the second quarter, and this one for a league title. Lance Cruz has already clinched a share. Northern is down seven to five in the fourth, so they're picking up from that point. Now, the interesting thing is, well, I, I guess interesting is the best way to put it, because of some injuries on Northern, they can't fulfill the lineup they had when the game was played. So right now, Nate Manis is figuring out, can I bring guys up from JV? Do I have to use what was on that scorecard? Um, how do I go about this? Because two, like whatever it was, he said two of the guys, or I don't know exactly, but people on that lineup cannot play. So how am I going to do that? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if the what what the rule is on that. If they have to just go with the names left on the lineup card for that particular day in that game, um, I don't know. Or if they can go with their current lineup. Well, because it's going to be the same lineup, but to replace the guys, I, in, you, you, yeah. you know what I mean. Like right. they, they may have brought up guys since then that are on their roster now that weren't on their roster, then are those guys eligible to play in the game? Right, or do you just have to go, that sucks, figure it out. Yeah. So uh, there's that. And then, yeah, those are two Port here on Northern Lance Cruz games the next two days. Um, And then, yeah, the rest of the week, it's kind of playing it by year because the week before district starts is always kind of wonky. Yeah, as we get further into the week, the schedule gets a little lighter, too. Like Friday, there's literally, we found one game in the entire area that's being played. Yes. (laughs) That's very rare for a Friday. Well, because that Friday now, teams can start districts that day, which I don't believe anyone in our area Yeah, nobody in our area decided to take advantage of that, which upset Brady a little bit. Yes. Because the next Tuesday, I think we have like five different teams Playing in pre-district games. Yeah, you would have liked to have had a couple of those on Friday that we could go cover. Just off the top of my head, Algonac, Almont's playing in baseball. Uh, Armada Marysville is playing in baseball. Port Huron High, I think, is playing Lance Cruz in baseball. They're playing someone in baseball. I know they have a pre-district game, but it's like, come on. I think there's one or two softball games in there as well. Uh did Marys- Marysville's got a pre-district? No, 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 not no. That's a four-team because that's a four-team. Okay, yeah. Um, maybe it's PH softball that has a pre-district. Either way, there's like four or five games we could cover, and if you just play on Friday, <laughs> it would work out. And you know what else would work out better? Your pitch count, because then you could just go through your ace, and he has eight days to rest. Yeah. Nobody listens to us, Brady, so no. just don't worry like about it. scheduling games on Thursday. Do you, let, I still say... Anybody that, listening to this podcast that had any interest in officiating is now no longer interested yes. in officiating. But, like, <laughs> eight-man eight football should be Thursday nights. 
That would be fun. Yes, because I, we would have an eight-man game of the week every single week. Yeah. I would do that. I would, too. But anyway, um, I think we've rambled on long enough. Okay, so I'm going to do this. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.